What up and welcome to the Beneath the Dirt Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Bone. Thank you for tuning in. Episode 116. Hope everybody had a good, safe holiday, whether you celebrate or not. Hope everybody's just staying safe. Living life to the fullest as best you can. Given the circumstances, much love for you tuning in right now. Um, and shout out to everybody that showed love on the top 20 albums list last week. You know, no news. I didn't speak of anything like that. It was relatively slow news week. So this week, we're going to be talking about everything that happened the past two weeks. Still not a lot, but we got plenty to discuss without a doubt. And before we get into the show, I want to send a shout out to the homie Kilimanjaro on Twitter. For sending in a donation this week. Much love. He's always sending in questions and suggestions for the Ask Roan segment. Which we will get into later in the show. But much love for that donation homie. That was the shit. I appreciate it. It all, all donations go to help better the show. And one more thing. Shout out to DC Fago guy for having me. On his live stream the other night. Uh, it was impromptu live stream. I was chilling. Watching the ICP HelloFresh Holidays. I look. I got an Instagram DM asking me if he wants to go. F- if I want to do a live stream with him. At Joker's Gallery. And that's exactly what I did. So I hopped on with him. And Brandon. Um, AKA Joker's Gallery. It's up on DC Figo Guys. YouTube page. We had a pretty fucking, we had a really good discussion. The topic is, should ICP retire? Go peep the video to see what we talked about. Uh, I'll be diving a little bit into it later in the show once we talk about ICP and all that shit. Uh, kind of give you my pointer, you know, my points that I was bringing up during that. But shout out to DC Fago guy and Joker's Gallery. I felt like that was a really good discussion. But let's get into new music, right? That's why we're here. New music and news are here. Episode 116. And we got a brand new single from Class of the Underground Avengers of Lyrical Snuff Productions. He dropped his newest single, Bleed. And... I actually listened to it in pre-production. I said I wasn't going to listen to any more class music until the album drops, but I wanted to hear it. Dope track. I fuck with class. I like the production on here. Class on here talking his shit to other rappers. If the shoe fits, wear it. Dope track. Class is that dude. Um, It's up on all DSPs. So go peep that shit. If you ain't peeped it. It's a banger. And then we got some new KMK. Or is Cottonmouth Kings just Deloke at this point? Cottonmouth Confusion Part 420. Uh, <laughs> I feel like we'll get to that at some point. You know, it's just, I don't know. Seems like Richter's not in it. Loke's all about it. He dropped a new single, though. Kind of an homage to Dirt Slang off the Royal Highness album. This is Dirt Skate. 
solo D-Loke. He dropped a, like a little mini movie for it. I actually watched the video for it today. The video was okay. It's not nothing special. I, you know, they did put time into it. It's an eight-minute long video. Song's only like two and a half, three minutes though. But the actual song, to me, is dope. I like it. I like these new singles that D-Loke is dropping. The Legends of Never Die, Legends Never Die track with, you know, the, the tribute to Saint Dog, rather. And now this new one, you know, he's shouting out Saint in this song as well. I love the beat. The beat is super dope. And if you remember Dirt Slang off the Royal Highness album, this is just kind of the same shit, but updated. And it's dope, in my opinion. I like it. I asked people what they thought about this song. You know, flame emojis or poop emojis. I saw a lot of poop emojis. And I was kind of surprised. I thought it was dope. Um, I even spoke with a couple people and... I don't know. It seems like uh, this one ain't hitting with people. I dig it, though. Uh, I was kind of surprised when I saw people just not liking this song. Uh, I just want to know what is going on with KMK, though. Like, seriously. Is it just D-Log at this point? Is it Cottonmouth King, you know? We talked about Richter did the live stream with Kevin Zinger a couple weeks back. And he... Didn't seem to have any idea when new KMK music was coming or anything like that. I've heard Bobby B commenting on the P- PTB Instagram posts, talking his shit like he does and then deletes it. That's what DJ Bobby B does. Um, I heard he was saying some shit about how Richter's dis- distancing himself, not wanting to work with Loke. I don't know, but I am digging the solo shit. That D-Loke is doing. It is under the name Cottonmouth Kings. If you look up, look it up on DSPs and YouTube and whatnot. So Dirt Skate is out now. And speaking of Cottonmouth Kings, we got the track list for the OG demos. The Cottonmouth PTB 96 demos. I was thinking this was going to be an EP. And turns out this shit is a full-length album. This is 13 songs. And it's it looks like it's mostly demos. You know, it's obviously demos, but for the Royal Highness album. And, you know, we got Underage Alcoholics instead of Bong Token Alcoholics. What's Your Trip, Pimp Twist, So High, Suburban Life. Every Day, which is probably the song that was on Hidden Stash, Neighborhood Watch, Nightlife. You know, that was previously the only demo that was officially released from Cottonmouth was Nightlife with the three OG Kings, Richter, Saint, and Loke. And then Bump is up on YouTube. The only track uh, that it looks like we haven't heard like a revamped version of is track number seven here, Don't Give a Fuck, Don't Feel Guilty. Curious to see what that is, but I want to hear these demos of all these songs. We got Freaks of the Industry. That was on um, Hidden Stash as well. Richter wasn't on there as far as I remember, but I actually went back and listened to, or not listened to, watched um, 
one of their documentary DVDs. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. But Richter was saying that they actually he recorded 17 songs with them before they did the Royal Highness album. And here we got 13. So if Richter was accurate during the documentary, there's potentially four other songs that haven't been released that the public hasn't heard. But regardless, this shit is a full-length album. 13 tracks, OG Cottonmouth King's demos. Superfire, they finally put up a pre-order bundle of just the CD. Previously, you could only get get it with a t-shirt or a hoodie. Then they have the deluxe bundle where you get the t-shirt, hoodie, I think a hat. They finally put it up where you get just the CD. I kind of wish I waited, but at the same time, only 500 copies of this are being pressed, so I thought it was going to sell out quick, but people seem to be kind of leery of the Cottonmouth Kings. I think people still have a bad taste in their mouth from the Kingdom Come debacle, that whole shit show where people weren't getting their, didn't get their orders. You know, customer service was complete shit. And that Kingdom Come thing, I think, is is biting them in the ass. And they slowly have to get the trust back of their fans. And I saw the Checkmate Industries guys up on Instagram talking about, you know, if you pre-ordered this, good luck. Hopefully we don't get another Kingdom Come thing. And I've actually been leaving comments on Deluxe page, Cottonmouth King's page, Cottonmouth King's store page. And finally, on the PTB Records page, it was the last comment that I left. I, I just keep asking, is there an estimated ship date for the OG demos bundles? PTB Records responded January 1. Because I think pre-orders went up earlier this month with no... It just, you know, it was strictly a pre-order, no estimated ship date, anything like that. According to the PTB Records Instagram, this comment, I got a screenshot of it. You could see it. January 1st, the Cottonmouth PTB OG demos should be shipping. It remains to be seen if that's true or not, you know. January 1st is in four days, you know. It's Monday right now, so four days from now. You ain't going to be shipping shit on January 1st itself. You know, nothing, you're not going to be going to the post office shipping anything because it ain't open New Year's Day, but maybe they will begin the process of shipping these demos. And the other fucked up thing was, and I didn't even think of it, the Checkmate Industry page pointed out that you don't even have the option to pay with PayPal. When buying from the Cottonmouth King store, which is kind of fucked because there's little to no buyer protection. I don't know how it is about going through your credit card or bank about getting a refund for some shit you didn't you ain't even pay for. But with PayPal, you do get that buyer protection and you could file a complaint. And if you, you know, you prove that the item was never shipped or whatever, you'll get a refund. So if this is another Kingdom Come situation, which I really hope it's not, I don't know how people would go about getting refunds. 
you know, speaking for myself included, I don't know how I would go about it. I don't know how the customer service is with the Cottonmouth King store. I follow them on Instagram. They post to their lives, you know, their IG stories all the time. It looks like people are getting merch that they ordered. So it seems better than it was when it was two years ago with the Kingmaker shit. And I'm just hoping everything pans out. It's just, you know, it's the sour taste, like I said, from the Kingdom Come thing. And we shouldn't even have to worry about this type of shit. It just sucks a lot. You know, this ain't even come out just come out kings. There's a lot of artists out there that don't give a fuck about customer service. And they ain't rushing to ship your shit when you bought something with your hard-earned money. You know what I mean? If you're even able to fucking buy something in these times. You know, people out here with no jobs and shit. But you would figure... You know, this is their job. This is what they're supposed to be doing. Hopefully, the customer service is there. Hopefully, the shit ships January 4th, or 1st, rather, and we get it. I want to hear these OG demos. I'm mad hyped for it. Commouth Kings, again, one of my favorite groups of all time. That track, Dirt Skate, in my opinion, is dope. I love the beat on it. I love when that West Coast-type synth kicks in on it. My opinion, dope track. Demo should be being shipped out soon. And, you know, while I'm thinking of it, random thought. Uh, that's one of the CDs I'm currently waiting for. I have a list of CDs that I've bought. And I'm just waiting to do another CD collection video. If you pay attention to my YouTube, I do a series, you know, my CD collection. And I have a pretty big stack. I'm going to show it right now. If you're watching on YouTube, you'll be able to see it. Pretty big stack of CDs here. I think I got like 15, 15 to 20 CDs here of shit I'm going to be doing for my newest CD collection video at some point. I'm just waiting for all these CDs that I ordered to come in the mail. And just a random thought I had right now talking about Waiting for CDs in the mail. USPS. Been fucking up a lot of orders. I've had shit in transit. A CD I ordered damn near a month ago. Been sitting in a post office an hour an hour away from my house. Just chilling. Just in transit. Stuck. Arriving late like no shit. But I digress from the shitty USPS service. Yet again. But let's get into some more new music. We got... Flea Lord. Been talking about Flea Lord all fucking year. This dude dropped 12 projects in 2020. Two of his projects made my top 20 albums of the year. And here we are with the 12th release of 2020. He followed through and dropped in the name of Prodigy. Entirely produced by Havoc of Mob Deep. Uh, we got Prodigy here on the cover of Mob Deep. Rest in peace to Prodigy. We got features on here from Havoc himself, Ito, Raekwon, Conway the Machine, Busta Rhymes, Ransom, and others. Ten songs, 28 minutes. It's kind of a typical release from 
Flea Lord at this point. It's like a kind of like a hybrid EP mini album. And this shit is dope. I've only listened to it, I think, one and a half times through so far. But this shit is dope. It seems like, to me, in my opinion, his best projects, the standout projects anyway, because even though he dropped 12 albums this year, it's all consistently good. But the standout projects seem to be the ones with the bigger named producers, you know, the People's Chant produced by Pete Rock, Hand Me My Flowers produced by Buck Wild, and now this In the Name of Prodigy produced by Havoc of Mob Deep. He's got a project coming out with DJ Muggs at some point. He was posting him and DJ Muggs in the studio. I'm definitely looking forward to that shit. I'd love to see Flea Lord do an album with Derringer. Derringer, you know, produce produces a lot of shit for the Griselda dudes. And I'd love to see Flea Lord do a project with Derringer. That shit would be fire. Get Flea Lord and Alchemist together and bang out an EP. That would be dope. Alchemist is, you know, he works with people, puts out projects. He's done shit with uh, Freddie Gibbs, Conway, and others. You know, I got the Conway, um, Lulu CD right here, produced by Alchemist. Didn't make the top 20, but still a dope release. I would like to see Flea Lord work with Alchemist on a full project. That would be fire. And go peep this in the name of Prodigy. If you've checked out Flea Lord based on my recommendation and you dig, you know, you dug what you heard. Definitely peep this uh, project that he put out. You know, Havoc is one of the more kind of underrated. I say kind of underrated because he's definitely well-respected in the hip-hop community. But in the overall picture, I think Havoc is kind of underrated as a producer. And the beats on here are fucking dope. So go peep that shit. And speaking of Griselda, Conway the Machine. Spoiler alert, if you If you didn't check out my top 20 releases from 2020, Conway the Machines from King to a God was number one. And he dropped the deluxe edition, and it came with five new songs. I kind of understand why he dropped this deluxe edition. This is the first time Griselda, anybody from Griselda, has dropped a deluxe for one of their projects. In my opinion, this is his best project that he's done yet. And, you know, my favorite as well. And maybe he felt like it didn't get the eyes and ears that it should have. Because this album is fucking phenomenal. So you get the original album from King to a God, including the bonus tracks that were with it, Jesus Crisis and Nothing Less. But you got five new tracks, Raw Oysters, Fire, Amina's Van, Fire, Crack in the 90s. Like those three go off on that shit. I never heard of Jay Skis or Seven. I can't see what the name is, but she, I think it's she. She goes off. I, I don't know which one's which. Um, Serena versus Venus. That's probably my favorite track on here. I really like that track. And it's Stefan Diggs. All five tracks on this deluxe are Fire. If you did check out From King to a God based on my recommendation, again, definitely peep the deluxe. It 
uh, hear those five tracks. I don't think the five songs are as good as what was on the original release from King to a God, but they're still really dope, solid tracks nonetheless. I'd be curious to see if this actually gets a physical release as well. He did release from King to a God on CD um, and vinyl. Uh, the CD was like a super... It's All Griselda's shit is a collector's item, but this shit was like... He was selling it for $100 a pop. So I'm curious to see if the Deluxe would get a release on CD and maybe it would just be the standard price. Be curious to see if that would happen. If not, it's all good. Um, from King to a God. It's up on all DSPs, all that shit. Fire. Conway, the MVP of 2020. I talked about that in last week's episode as well. Talk about Conway being the fucking MVP of 2020. Most consistent artist, in my opinion. There was a lot of dudes staying consistent in 2020, but I felt like Conway just had that edge. Like, nobody was fucking with dude this year. And shit was fired. And if you didn't peep that top 2020, you know, top 20 of 2020, I recommend you do a lot of good music suggestions that you may or may not have heard. You know, there's one thing that I've noticed, another random thought, is I kind of started this podcast thinking I would be putting juggalos, mainly juggalos, onto new music. Because mainly what I talk about on here, or the main focus, the shit I dive deep into the most, are juggalo topics. And I thought that juggalos were kind of, you know, closed-minded or whatever, not really welcoming to the outside music. But anytime I post an album anniversary or ask people what they're bumping or whatever, I'm pretty surprised that Juggalos are listening to Conway the Machine, Griselda Records, and shit outside of the Juggalo world. A lot of shit. And it's dope to see. And I like when, you know, because I remember when I first became a Juggalo, it was like, it's all I fucking listened to for like a good two, three years was nothing but psychopathic. ICP and Twisted, primarily at that time. You know, 97, 98, 99. And then 2000 is when I started branching out into other shit. You know, ICP worked with 3-6 Mafia. So that's opening up my ears to other shit. They did shit with Snoop. So I'm I'm diving into Snoop's discography. So just a little side note. I think it's dope that Juggalos do listen to other shit than just strictly Juggalo shit. (laughs) And speaking of Juggalo shit, let's get into it. ROC took to Twitter. And he posted up, I've been working feverishly over the past months on my album. It's about 90% done. My excitement is real. You could tell by my hand emoji. Yo, ROC, kind of quiet, but not really. Since he's been on Eminem, he dropped Digital Voodoo. Digital Voodoo, a top five Magic Ninja album, in my opinion. The ROC killed that shit. 
and he put out Monsters Ain't Real EP as well. I thought that was a dope EP, uh, Halloween EP that he dropped uh, last year. And then we got some HOK shit. He'd been working with Twisted, uh, with Twisted on, and some of that shit's been pretty dope as well. <laughs> I'm hyped for new ROC. I'd like to hear what his new album is going to be called. So it seems like 2021, we're going to be getting a new ROC album, which is dope because this dude dropped Digital Voodoo three years ago. So it'll be about four years since Digital Voodoo dropped. Now, I could sit here and complain about how this dude, you know, he's inconsistent, doesn't drop much music, but the ROC has always been like that. His previous album before Digital Voodoo was Oh Hell No, which came out, and I think around like 2006, 2005, 2006, something like that. Um, And then he had the EP that he put out on Hatchet House, Welcome to the Dark Side. And it took a long-ass time for Digital Voodoo to come out, and he was promoting that shit when he was still with Hatchet House, Psychopathic, you know, whatever. So ROC always took his time. He's kind of like the Dre of the underground as far as how long it takes for this dude to release albums. But going back to the Exposed album he dropped in 96, that shit was dope. They re-released that on CD. Um, I definitely got a copy of that. That's fire. I used to have the cassette to it, sold it. A lot of ilk. I used to have all the old, not all of the old HOK, but a lot of the old HOK cassettes, the OG joints. And it's one of those things I regret selling, but the Exposed album was dope. The Oh Hell No album was dope. Welcome to the Dark Side. When this dude puts out solo shit, I look forward to it. You know, even the Soul 46 shit, the Wormholes EP, back when he was doing the Level Jumper shit. That was dope. So anytime ROC drops, I look forward to it. Dude's pretty consistent. Everything he's done solo-wise has been pretty good. So I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully 2021 and we get a release date for that sometime soon. And speaking of keeping it with the Magic Ninja shit, Boondocks dropped his new album, Crimson Crow. Not this past Friday, but the Friday before. And I didn't listen to it. You know, self-admittedly, not the biggest Boondocks fan. I like Boondocks better, like group projects, not solo shit. But he got features on here from Ritz, Blaze, Stevie Stone, Buckshot, Rapper Red's on here, Young Wicked, Jamie Madrox. And what I didn't know is... C. Lance did a bunch of production on here. Now, when I found that out, I just found this out yesterday. I was talking with the homie uh, Legends Will Never Die. And he was telling me he got the hard copy. He was looking at the production credits. And C. Lance did a bunch of beats on here. I never in a million years thought C. Lance and Boondocks working together. That's dope, though. C. Lance, he's done shit for Swollen Members, Mad Child. Vinny Paz, Ill Bill, a lot of them dudes. And his production is fire. I love C-Lance. C-Lance is 
ill. And here he did production with Boondocks. I wonder what kind of sound they came up with. I'm seeing a lot of people saying this is probably Boondocks' best album, if not definitely the best shit he's done since he's been on Magic Ninja. But I think he's only released one other album since he's been on MNE. But overwhelmingly, the feedback that I've been seeing for this album is positive. A lot of people are digging it. And I'm curious about the Sea Lance produced tracks to, you know, keep it a hundred. Cause I just I'm curious to hear what kind of sound Sea Lance brought with this. I didn't see Sea Lance promote this at all <laughs> either. So <laughs> I don't know what that's about, but uh I had no idea until I talked with uh the homie Legends Will Never Die, and he told me he saw it in the credits, so that's dope. But the album's out now. It seems like a lot of people are really digging it, so if you used to be a Boondocks fan, or you currently are and you haven't heard it, from what everybody else is saying, shit seems to be pretty fire. And excuse me as I take a sip of uh, my water real quick. So new Boondocks is out now. And... Speaking of Boondocks, he dropped a new single, Twisted and Boondocks. The new holiday single, Let Us In. It looks like it's only up on YouTube as of now. I don't know if it's going to get the DSP treatment of iTunes, Spotify, all that good shit. But it is up on YouTube. I bumped it a couple times. Decent track. Overall... The um, holiday-themed kind of songs are just kind of whatever to me. They usually get about one or two spins in general. There's very few holiday tracks that I go to and replay again. You know what I mean? Just kind of is what it is. It goes with the Halloween shits as well. Any holiday type theme song, you know, there's a classic Christmas shit. Like the shit Twisted did over the Snoop Dogg Gin and Juice beat. That shit was fire from back in the day. You know, ICP with like Santa Killers or anything like that. And Santa Killers and um, Santa's a fat bitch and all that good shit. But in general, the holiday tracks aren't all that to me is what it is. But the interesting thing for Let Us In is I am going through it right you probably hear clicking in the background like a fucking madman right now but if you go to the youtube and you look up this track M&E is not really known for giving production credits on their youtube videos and sometimes even in the albums but they made it a point to let us know that the new holiday song with twisted and boondocks was produced and mixed by Straight Jacket. Straight Jacket, 
who at this point was on psychopathic records. And we'll get into that, but it's been pretty much confirmed. Dude is not on psychopathic. He even posted up on his personal Facebook page. Uh, he switched the status of his job to say he left psychopathic records. So Straightjacket is no longer engineering shit for ICP. And we'll get into that. So that's interesting. Is this is Straightjacket going to be the new in-house guy? The new mixer? Or engineer, rather, for Magic Ninja? Maybe relieve Young Wicked of those duties so he could finally focus on his solo shit? Because we desperately need new Young Wicked solo shit. This dude's been so busy mixing, producing everybody else's shit. We still ain't get that Young Wicked mixtape volume two. I don't even know if he's working on an album at this point, but it's been too long since the return of the prodigal son came out. So hopefully if straight jacket is coming in as the new in-house guy for magic ninja, you know, the in-house engineer, hopefully it'll relieve young wicked of those duties. Cause I mean, this song sounds dope mixed straight jacket mixed the fearless Fred fury album. That sounded good to me. So he's, he's capable. And even the production, the beat on this track is the best part for Let Us In, Twisted in Boondocks. The beat's dope. I didn't really know Straight Jacket was capable of producing those kind of beats. He co-produced like three songs. And then the only song that he actually produced for On Fearless Fred Fury was I Like It Rough. You know, you could have your opinions on, on that song, whether it should have ended the album or not, whatever. In my opinion... Dope track, dope beat, all that. I liked it, so. Seems like he's capable of producing dope shit and definitely mixing ill shit as well. So, Straight Jacket, is he with M&E now? We probably will never get, or we might get an official announcement about it. Who the fuck knows, but just if you buy the physical hard copies, I'm going to be looking who it was mixed by going forward from m and It'll be really interesting if Stray Jacket is with them now. And then we got, almost forgot to talk about this. Graphics are a little fucked up here. Let me fix it. But we did get a new A La Zuli Lu track, the Axmas single from Zul and Slasher Dave. And this song ain't bad. Keeping it honest, it seems like the last two singles that they put out, um, this one and the holiday single, are like some of the best shit Slasher Dave has produced for Ala Zulilu. More, more of a traditional hip-hop kind of sounding track. Again, it's the holiday theme shit. Ain't going to get much spins for me, and it just goes with everybody and anybody, but still a decent track. Definitely worth peeping. I think it's only up on YouTube. I don't know if it'll hit DSPs or not, but it is up on YouTube, and it's a good track. And I hope Slasher Dave, because it seems like Zool's going to be working with him pretty much exclusively going forward. I'm hoping that 
his production kind of evolves into the more traditional boom bat hip hop sound that Zool was really rocking with on the Almighty, the Church of Zool, even on Psycho and shit, even uh, Head of Horns. You know, I, I liked how they were given like the traditional hip hop boom bap sound, but with that wicked shit and doing it phenomenally well. And yeah, so go peep that. That's up on all DSPs as well. And uh, yeah, shout out to Zool. Them dudes has been killing it. Magic Ninja. Another thing, I'm thinking about it now. I don't have a graphic for it, but the Attack of the Ninja stream is going down Wednesday, the 30th, I believe. Yeah, Wednesday, the 30th. It's the entire M&E roster rocking it for the Attack of the Ninjas live stream slash concert. And so that'll be going down. I'm not, I'm kind of over the online Live streaming concerts, and we'll get into that when we talk about big ballers. Just, it was cool at first when the quarantine first hit, and yeah, well, I don't know. I'm just not, I'm not really feeling it. Not digging it. Probably not going to peep the Attack of the Ninjas shit. But let's get into some ICP news and shit they've been doing for the Hella Fresh holidays. Um, we didn't talk about any of the live streams last week that they held the week before, but they had the holiday love auction bid on rare and exclusive items directly from the Wicked Clowns, all for a great cause. You know, they were donating uh, a majority of the pr- proceeds to charity, which is dope. ICP's, you know, they're known for doing that. And that's super fresh of them to do. And there was actually some dope shit. Up for sale. A lot of jerseys. Uh, Jump Steady with, you know, uh, the Morton's List games and Juggalos Against Sanity. But the, the highlight of the holiday love auction to me was that Golden Goldies cassette tape. The original Golden Goldies cassette tape that they released at the Golden Goldies party where they were celebrating... Um, the riddle box going gold possibly i can't remember what it was or maybe it was just a riddle box record release party but violent j i don't even i don't think i've ever seen that before even up on like the psychopathic traders website back in the day i don't even know if that website is still around um but i don't think i've ever seen anybody with that cassette before that shit is dumb rare and it went for dumb money as well as it should that shit, like, the price of that, like, it's got to be one of the most rare pieces of ICP audio ever. That was super dope to see. And I know there was some other audio shit. You know, I'm, I'm the audio guy. I love collecting CDs, sometimes cassettes, depending. And they had a lot of, a lot of fresh shit as far as the music went, so... Uh, that stream, it was a pretty pretty cool stream seeing all the rare shit and stage-worn crew jerseys and all that that they're putting up for auction for charity. And then just a couple days after that, they had the JCW Bring the House Down 
or bring down the house. You know, kind of like the same logo as the WWF in your house pay-per-views from back in the day. I, I don't know if they still do it. Not a big wrestling fan. I didn't catch this stream. Um, but from what I'm hearing, I kind of wish I did. You know, they were all, all the wrestlers were fighting and wrestling throughout Violent J's house. Hosted by 3D and Guido, of course. And the first JCW pay-per-view that they did in... What was it? The Party House Peep Show, whatever. The October streams. Like, eh, I'm not even a really a big wrestling fan anymore. I can't even really watch it. So, it just wasn't that good. And I think I shut it off pretty early on in the stream. And this, I didn't even check it out, but... From what I've been hearing and seeing online, it seems like this JCW bring down the house uh, event was fucking dope. Uh, you know, I'm subscribed. And I'm, it's probably up on YouTube as well. You know, people uploading these streams to YouTube. Uh, I might go peep it, go back and peep it out at some point. But I heard it was highly entertaining. So they did that. Then they had Juggalo Night Court. Juggalo Night Court was just eh. To me, uh, another just bleh stream. Shut it off about an hour into it. Wasn't really feeling it, you know. Juggalos bringing their Juggalo homies to court. It just seemed super forced and just not, you know, not entertaining. And another thing that was super forced and not entertaining to me was the Succulent Soup stream that went down actually last Monday. On the 21st, it was like a talk show, but they were like dressed up as characters and it was just really weird. Like the first like hour of the show, they were just, it was jump steady showing YouTube videos of shit that apparently he thought was interesting, but was like boring to me. Wasn't digging this stream as well. The succulent soup. I thought it was going to be more like the talk show that they had during the October streams where they would be bringing guests from ICP's history on, but it seemed like, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, because I didn't watch it, that they were just dressing up in character, and it seemed like if you watch the ICP home movies from the October streams, that's what it seemed like. Like, they were just trying to be comedic, and it just wasn't, Executed properly, in my opinion. Just another bleh stream. And then we had Big Ballers this past Wednesday. And Violent J was not in the building. Where the fuck is Violent J? It's like the second time, at least during these December streams, that he hasn't showed up. Ouija Mac was there performing. I think Hoodoo was there. I only caught bits and pieces of this. I caught um, Ouija Max, some of Ouija's performance. Uh, Project Born was performing. DJ Clay uh, was on the ones and twos, as was Ouija Max producer. Um, I can't remember his name, but shout out to that dude, dude's ill. I apologize for not remembering your name. Um, and then, you know, Violent J wasn't in the building for the Big Ball is Xmas party. And they were auctioning off tickets for this event. This is one of the things we talked about on 
the stream with DC Fago guys the other night. Why are we auctioning every little fucking thing we can? Now, granted, from what I saw, the big ball is tickets didn't go for that much money. One went for about 50, 60 bucks a ticket. But why is it like we have to auction everything off? Can't we just sell shit at a regular ticket price instead of taxing the juggalos? Why are we taxing? Why are they taxing us all the fucking time? It's kind of, you know, the homie Joker's gallery said it best. Elitism in the juggalo world is gross. And, you know, taxing us to go to these events, you know, bidding ridiculous amounts of money. If you remember during the house party peep show, when they did one of the auctions, like bidding was up to like 5 million juggalos fucking had a blast with that shit as they should. That shit was funny and entertaining in my opinion, but stop auctioning shit off. It's just so fucking lame. And then overpricing everything, you know, say tickets were selling for $200, you know, First of all, we're in a fucking pandemic. A lot of people ain't working, so they're probably not going to go anyway. But regardless, we're still in a pandemic and it's the holiday season. People got families and shit at this point. A lot of juggalos are older, like myself. And, you know, we, it's just, you know. People are people are coming at me for complaining about this shit, talking about I'm broke and shit. I could afford to go to this shit if I wanted to. But I'm not going to sit here and bid on a fucking ticket to go to a concert. Just put up... Rec- I wouldn't even go anyway if tickets were up for sale anyway. I ain't trying to be around a lot of people, you know, in these times. But it's just gross, man. The The, the bidding and the auctioning and all that shit, it's just... Super weak, and then you want to sell merch at the show after you're trying to tax them for the tickets. It's just fucking lame. Um, but let's get it to the next stream. Then they had uh, just this past Saturday night, they had the Great Escape with Ouija Mac. Can the clowns escape from Jump Steady's nefarious lair? So Jump Steady had designed two escape rooms for ICP and Ouija Mac to escape. I watched the first half of it before I hopped on that live stream. Um, and it was entertaining. Ouija Mac is the shit, man. Ouija, anytime he's around ICP, dude is like just genuinely geeked to be with these dudes. You can just see it on his face. He's just genuinely happy and it's dope to see. And, you know, Ouija, in my opinion, was 2020's Wicked Shit MVP. In the Wicked Shit Underground world. Dude was the MVP this year. Dude killed it. So it was dope to see him on this stream. Uh, I watched them escape the first room. Took them, I think, what, 42 minutes? Something like that. I'm going to go back and watch that second half. Because the first half was pretty entertaining. One of the better live streams from ICP this December. And speaking of these live streams, you know. These December streams have not lived up to... The October streams at all. I feel like they went all out for those October streams. And, you know, the point was brought up that, you know, they went all out for the October streams because they probably didn't think that they were going to be doing it again. Um, But, you know, here we are for the HelloFresh holidays. And really, there's only been like three or four good shows that they've put on 
for um, the December streams. I really liked uh, the slideshow spectacular that they did where they showed old photos or, you know, rare photos from ICP, Psychopathic Records, whatever. And they just sat there and talked about it. That was a really dope, dope show. Uh, the Gathering podcast was fire. I really enjoyed that. I did I did like the auction just to see all the rare items, you know, just seeing that Golden Goldies cassette was worth it. And then probably uh, ICP's Great Escape. You know, I'm looking at the schedule right here on my computer screen. And those are probably the standout shows out of all of them, you know, the ones that have been entertaining, whereas the October shows were just every single one was damn near dope, except for the wrestling one, because just because I'm not a wrestling fan, no fault to them. Um, so I couldn't even judge if it was a good wrestling event or not, just because I don't really care about wrestling at this point. Used to be a fan back in the day. Um, but these HelloFresh holiday streams just ain't hitting. And my $66.50 that I paid for this month is really going to the Yum Yum Lore CD that we were supposed to get, which we'll talk about in a minute. But we got two more streams left this week. Um, from ICP, we have A Night with the Crystal Die which is actually going down tonight, Monday the 28th. And then Wednesday the 30th, we got ICP's Pointless Pizza Party. And that'll actually be competing with Twisted's Attack of the Ninjas. And, you know, one other thing I wanted to bring up, I was talking about earlier about the online concert experience and how I'm kind of over it. It was cool in the beginning, like when they did NetFest and ICP did the acoustic show. I think that would be cool regardless just because it's icp doing the acoustic shit and hearing them do acoustic versions of their songs are dope a lot of them shits came out really good like all the halloween hollow wicked singles that they did but in general like the big ballas thing it was like the sound is weird you know what i mean the vocals overpower the beat when you're listening to it you can hear how out of breath Shaggy was when he was doing his solo set. <laughs> Dude, when did Shaggy become the fat one? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Dude, put on weight like a motherfucker. I remember when Violent J was the fat one. But now Shaggy's the fat one. It's kind of funny. Shout out to Shaggy. It's all jokes. Um, <laughs> just It's just kind of funny. But we was talking about it. My 6650 was supposed to go to the Yum Yum Lure. Or Lure. I've seen it both ways. L-O-R-E, L-U-R-E. I don't know for sure what it is. But Yum Yum's Lure was supposed to drop December 25th. December 25th came. I was waiting for that fat fuck St. Nick to come down my chimney. And he didn't come. He didn't come at midnight like I thought he was coming. But I checked iTunes at midnight. And sure as shit, no new release from ICP. Was I was I let down? Absolutely. Was I surprised? Not necessarily. Like these dudes, man. And this is a lot of what we talked about on the stream with DC Fago guys. So 
I still recommend you peep that stream because I'm not going to cover everything we talked about right here, but I'm going to still give my thoughts about this yum yum lore situation and what the fuck psychopathic is really doing at this point and why can't they get their shit together and follow through on promises. You see the headline right there. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. People call me out for hating. I tweeted out. Shout out to ICP for never following through with their promises. And I'm still getting shit for it. Two, three days later. Still getting shit for it. People call me a hater. I ain't fucking hating, man. I'm disappointed. Why can't I be disappointed? It's okay to be disappointed. And... I mean, it's not okay to be disappointed because being disappointed sucks. But I'm not hating on these dudes. I'm just not accepting the bullshit that they give us. And I'm not going to give them excuses for this shit anymore. Not that I really ever have. It's just, it's fucking old, man. Release shit when you say you're going to release it. My favorite excuse juggalos give is, oh, no. No, this is this is ill because now they don't have to rush it and put it out. Now they could take their time and work on it. Man, you shouldn't have to rush on shit if you're announcing release dates. If you give us a release date, the shit should be already done, mixed and mastered. If not, it should be at least in the stages of being mixed and mastered. You shouldn't have to be rushed shit. To get it out by that release date. If you give us that date. It should already be done. Sent off to the press. You know CD manufacturer or whatever. We were supposed to get our Halloween bags by Christmas. Didn't happen. We were supposed to get the Yum Yum Lore EP on Christmas. And the CD. By Christmas. Didn't happen. I'm disappointed. I'm sick of. The excuses. Juggalos give these people. Why do you like being disappointed? Why do you accept this shit? Why do you give them the benefit of the doubt? You know, it's just, we don't ever, we never get shit on time. And it's disappointing. If I was a hater, I'd be like, I, w- I wouldn't even be looking forward to any of this new shit that they'd be talking about giving us. The Yum Yum Bedlam album. These EPs, all these shits is probably going to get pushed back now. The Yum Yum Lure EP. Obviously, I want it. I want to hear it. I'm disappointed. I ain't hating on it, but I'm not accepting the bullshit of these... of these delays and promises, these broken promises. Go back. I did an episode, Broken Promises. It's just a recurring theme. I gave them the benefit of the doubt over the last two months when they started with the Funhouse Party Peep Show, whatever it was called. <laughs> Can't remember. They always come up with these crazy ass names. But it like restored my faith in them because those streams were so fucking dope. They gave us all that dope news and it really seemed like since they had all that shit planned out that at least the album was going to drop or some, you know, they did give us two singles. 
And because everything was so fresh in October, it restored my faith in like in them. And I was looking forward to it. I've been calling them out all 2020. What have you been doing? What have you been doing all 2020? Where are these dudes? What are they doing? And so far in 2020, all we got was a reissued version of Dog Beats with a bonus track that's already been previously released with a cover, with with a variant cover. That's what they gave us in 2020. And they gave us two singles, two mediocre singles, in my opinion. Wasn't really feeling either one. But I want the music. I want to hear how ICP sounds in 2020, two years after Fearless Fred dropped. You know, March 5th, a little more than two months away. Yum Yum Bedlam, that's when the album's supposedly dropping. At this point, I'm just expecting it to be postponed. I'll be pleasantly surprised if the album actually comes out on March 5th. But during the stream last night, the escape room stream, whatever you want to call it, I tweeted it out. Violent J, they actually addressed the Yum Yum's lore EP. Violent J said, it's damn near done. They had personnel changes with Psychopathic Records in the studio department, Straightjacket. Um, They had to find a new engineer. So it seems like they found a new engineer. I think it's one man crew. I've been told who is the new engineer for psychopathic records. I don't know who that is, but one man crew is the new engineer for psychopathic in Rusty's boom, boom room. Cause there's no more Lotus pod, but violent J said it's, uh, it's almost finished. It sounds like it's still got to be mixed and mastered. I don't even know if the you know the songs are done. It's hard to to believe anything that they say at this point. Just constantly being led on to believe things that aren't even real. But he said Yum Yum's lore should be released in a week or two. You know, I posted in about two weeks, so we'll see if Yum Yum's lore will be dropping. In the next two weeks. I hope it does. I want to hear. You know. This is the prelude to the Yum Yum Bedlam album. Seems like we're going to get a lot of fucking music. For the Yum Yum Bedlam era. Shout out to the Yum Yum Flower. (laughs) But we're getting the prelude EP. We're getting the actual Joker's card. The album. And then we're getting three EPs. The Seeds of Yum Yum. There's a lot of expectations and can they follow through with it? That's, you know, that's going to be remain to be seen. But I'm done with the excuses. I ain't hating. I'm fucking disappointed. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. I want the music. The fuck, man? It would have been dope to end the year with new ICP. Even if it was just the prelude EP. To the Yum Yum Bedlam album. Would have loved to hear it. But here we are. No ICP music. No new ICP project 
in 2020. They spent the whole quarantine doing nothing, it seems like. I can't say nothing because they've been busting their ass with the streams and whatnot. And, the, you know, you already heard my thoughts on it. The October streams are fresh. December streams, you know, still busting their ass on it. But to me, they ain't hitting like them October streams was. But I think I'm going to leave it at that on the ICP shit. I ain't fucking hating, man. I'm just uh, sick of the excuses, the lame-ass excuses, too. Oh, they don't have to rush it out now. They shouldn't have to rush shit out that you gave us a release date on. It should be fucking done. What do you think? Let me know your thoughts on Yum Yum Flower, Yum Yum Bedlam, the EP, all that being pushed back. And with no notice until, you know, Yum Yum's Lure, we didn't even get notice that the shit was coming until after, after it came out. Fearless Fred Fury, if you remember, it was like a day before, oh, the album's not coming out on this day that got pushed back. Here we are with the Yum Yum's Lure a day later. Oh, it's not, you know, obviously you could tell that it didn't come out, but it's coming. I don't know, man. I just want to hear the music. Obviously, I'm upset. <laughs> I love ICP. Huge part of my life. I don't. I shouldn't even have to explain it, but... It's just disappointing, man. It really, genuinely is disappointing. But let me know what you think on that. And let's get into... The Ask Grown segment before we bounce the fuck up out of here. We're an hour in right now. Shout out. We got Wally Edwards on Twitter. Wants to know my top five a la Zuli Lou albums. Do they even have five albums? Let's see, Head of Horns, one. Psycho, Almighty, Mausoleum. That's four. They do have the EPs, Necronomicon, and Church of Zul. So technically, they don't have five albums. But I'll rank the releases that they have now. I think I've... Haven't I done this before? Top five Zul. Watch my shit be different now. Um, If I were to rank it now, number five would be... Shit. Number five would probably be Necronomicron. Number four would be, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. No, number five would be Head of Horns, four, Necronomicron, three, Church of Zul, two, Psycho, and number one being the Almighty. That would be my top five a la Zululu albums. You know, off the top of my head real quick. Usually when I do a top five, list or anything like that i i put some thought into it switches up but off the top that's my top five shout out to wally edwards for that and then we got on twitter hot dog our boros i don't know if that's how you say it but hot dog our boros says what's your favorite song from an artist you don't normally like that's a good question my favorite song from an artist i don't normally like um 
trying to think off the top of my head. Favorite song from an artist I don't normally like. Um. Fuck, why can't I think of it? Let me try to think of some wicked shit that I don't normally like. My favorite song. Um. Damn, I can't, I can't, an artist I don't normally, I mean, if I don't normally like somebody, I, I can't really think of them off the top of my fucking head. I'm going to look at my fucking CD collection over here, because I do have some shit I don't normally like. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a fucking good question, though. I don't know, man. I can't answer that fucking question. You got me stumped. You stumped Roan on that question, but shout out to Hot Dog Hourbowers, however the fuck you say it, for the question. <laughs> I apologize for not being able to answer it. I just can't think of it. Let's go to Instagram. Dirt the Sixth says, Will Juggalos defend their abuser? LOL. They do. And they currently are defending their abuser because that's pretty much what we're is going on. We're being abused by being told lies and no follow through. Um, Joker's Gallery, Jopus Juggalo merch you ever got for Christmas? Good question, but I don't think I've ever got any Juggalo shit for Christmas, to be honest. Maybe a CD or something. Maybe Forgotten Freshness 3 when it dropped, but I don't really get Juggalo shit as Christmas presents. But uh, shout out to Brandon for the question. Chuck Reeves. He asked, shout out to Chuck. He says, is Light ever going to drop his project? Like ever, ever. (laughs) Um, This is something we talked about in the DC Fago guy stream the other night too. Who the fuck knows, man? Broke but still shining. Will it ever come out? It was definitely being worked on. I know Kung Fu Vampire confirmed he had a feature on that album. Who the fuck knows, man? I'm not even a big fan of Light, but he is in the Juggalo scene, so I cover it. Um, Who the fuck knows? And then we got The Art of Mishap on the subject of Light. Do you think he made a bad choice signing to Psychopathic instead of other labels who were interested in him? No, because it seems like... It seems like if you were signed to Psychopathic, you're just free to do whatever the fuck you want. Big Hoodoo dropped an album on Ear Drug Music, which is his own label. Ouija Mac has been doing his own shit um, even before the Psychopathic deal, um, during and after the Psychopathic deal. Dude drops shit on his own. Um, So no, I don't think it was a bad choice for Light to sign the Psychopathic because they actually did put out a release for him. So they did do that. Excuse me. They did take him out on a few tours. And, but it's, it's on light for him not dropping any music. Cause it seems like at this point, if you're signed to psychopathic, you have the freedom to, to do whatever you want. You know, ICP even said it themselves, you know, we'll sign you, put you on whatever, but it's up to you after that. Um, so shout out to Art mishap for that. We got Darby O'Trill with a question on Instagram. What would your dream Lineup, what would be your dream lineup for a tour? Damn, my dream lineup. 
I'd have to go all over the place because I'd want to see like people I've I'd love to see Pantera again. You know, rest in peace, Dimebag, rest in peace, Vinny. I'd love to see Pantera again. Um so this this would be a wild ass tour. I'd love to see Pantera, Allison Chains, because I never got to see them. I'd like to see Shit, Justin Timberlake, that'd be fire. I'm not fucking joking either. This would be a wild-ass tour, dude. Pantera, Alice in Chains, Justin Timberlake, fucking Snoop Dogg, Dre, motherfucking Capone Noriega would be dope. I'm, I'm, I'm about to make a festival here, shit. Dark Lotus, bring Dark Lotus back. Fucking Bone Thugs and Harmony, the full lineup. I only seen them once live, and it was only uh, Crazy, Lazy, and Wish. I'd like to see the full lineup. That would be dope. Who else? <laughs> I'm all over the place. There's so much music I like. Um, dream lineup for a tour. I think to get a more narrowed down question, I need like genre specific. Michael Jackson, put Michael Jackson on the fucking tour, dude. Hell yeah. That'd be fire. But shout out to Darby Otro for that question. <laughs> fucking Justin Timberlake and Pantera on a tour. That'd be some shit. Um, Paul Bunyan 21 on Instagram asks, what are your thoughts on the Scrim album that dropped this year? I couldn't get through it. It's literally the only Suicide Boys project that I couldn't listen to. It just wasn't that good. It really wasn't. Everything they've done up until that point um, was was good, you know, in my opinion. Every, everything Suicide Boys did as a group. And then Scrim went out and did his solo thing. And the project just wasn't it for me. So that's my thoughts on it. And then there's nothing on Instagram. So shout out to everybody that submitted topics for this week's show. And yeah, that's that's going to fucking wrap it up this week. Shout out to everybody that's tuned in an hour and 11 minutes in. Let me know. Hit me in the comments on YouTube. Hit me on my social medias that you're still tuned in. Let me know your thoughts on the episode as well. Do you think I'm a fucking hater for wanting music from ICP and then being disappointed that they don't give us music? Or do you think that I'm just a fucking diehard fan that wants the music and is just disappointed like I said? Let me know. Much love for everybody that's tuned in. I'm Ron Bone of the Beneath the Dirt Podcast. And until next time, I'm out. Peace.